Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979 by Small Footprint Travels and Ola Carolina Magazine. And remember, the all-new Speaking of Travel website is up and running. And there you can find all the past podcasts and listen to these great conversations with people who just love to travel. And remember, you can listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, you know, one of my very favorite travel books is The Motorcycle Diaries. Che Havero recounts adventures he and his best friend Alberto Granado had while crossing South America by bi- motorcycle in the early 50s. It was not a bicycle, friends. It was a motorcycle. And here's what Che said. I now know by an almost fatalistic conformity with the facts that my destiny is to travel. Well, my guest today is Gabby Christensen. She is on a motorcycle journey right now as we speak and talking to us from Chile. Welcome to the show, Gabby. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Marilyn. It's so exciting to be on. Uh, it, thanks for the invitation. Oh, by all means. So, Gabby, where are you? Well, right now I'm in um, Chile on the west coast, about two hours north of Santiago. I'm house-sitting for another motorcycle traveler who's uh, currently in Kenya working on a film project. So I'll be here for about a month. It's a little bit out in the sticks, uh, but it's beautiful. We're right on the coast. Right on the coast? Yes. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yes, it's beautiful. So, Gabby, you know, you came into my world uh, through a friend, a friend who is also uh, into riding motorcycles, and he said, you have got to check this woman out. She is doing some really great motorcycle traveling. And, you know, I love to motorcycle travel myself, but I just don't get to do it very much. So I went online and I found you, and oh my God, it was like, what? Are, what is this woman up to? So Gabby, give us a little idea of how... You know, tell us a little about yourself. Where did you grow up? Right. So I'm originally from Denmark, um, but I've spent the last 16 years uh, working and living in uh, the U.K. uh, as a pilot. Um, And about two years ago, I went on a trip to Peru, just a holiday, two weeks, uh, spent in the jungle. And I just... I kind of fell in love with, with South America, I think, and I really wanted to check it out a bit further. Uh, I always wanted to do a big trip, you know, where you don't have a deadline, maybe go backpacking, traveling around the world, but I just didn't quite know what. But having done that trip to Peru, I, I knew I wanted to explore South America further. Well, were you uh, a motorcycle rider at that point? No, I wasn't. So I, I knew I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. And then um, a book uh, by Lois Price called "Lows on the Loose" came across. Oh, I came across it, 
And um, she did a trip from Alaska to Argentina back in 2003, I think. And that just did it for me. Uh, so I had to go and get my license, first of all. I did that uh, about a year and a half ago. And then started planning for, for this trip, which is basically uh, going to be from the southern end of uh, Argentina going all the way to Alaska, I hope. Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty big trip. And now you're just kind of hanging <laughs> yeah. out for a month in uh, Chile house-sitting. Yes. Yes, quite lucky, I think, because at the moment the El Nino is kind of raging in Peru, and uh, the rain season has started in Bolivia. So uh, it's a little bit hairy up there. I don't know if you've seen all the floods. So I feel really lucky I've landed this house sit there, and so I can just wait it out here with, with the dogs and out in the cabin. Oh, yeah. I have seen the footage. It's very terrifying what's going on over there right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious. I have to know, Gabby, you know, I mean, picking up a book and seeing Lois Price's trip and, you know, what was going on in your head? Like, you've never been really on a motorcycle. What suddenly sparked you? You know what? It was just, um, it just did it for me straight away. I thought, God, this woman, she's having a well of the times. It, it sounds like it's the thing I want to do. Um, and I think the idea of going by a bike is, you know, there's the freedom aspect. You're immersed in the environment. And then, you know, you're going under your own steam. You're not having to rely on public transport or anything. So that just really, really sort of enticed me to, to go and do it that way. Yeah, that would be very enticing. But let me ask you what it was like when you went to get your um, motorcycle license. I guess being a pilot, I mean, you've been up in the air and doing yeah, – I mean, that to me is very courageous when you get in a plane that you're flying yourself. But <laughs> getting on a motorcycle, did that feel kind of comparable to what it was like to be in the pilot seat? I, I had so much fun with it, and I just knew straight away that this is the way to go for me. Um, yeah, no, I just I had so much fun, and I couldn't wait. Uh, once I got my license, about, I don't know, two months later, I bought my first bike, which was a small uh, 250cc bike, a dirt bike, and I rode it every day for, for the following three months until it got stolen, uh, which was a bit of a bummer. It was the original bike I was going to take on, on this trip, but um, yeah, plans changed in a bit after that. So originally you were thinking of driving a dirt bike? Yes, yes. So a Honda CRF 250. Um, uh, Yes, I I wanted to go light and and slow as well. It's still the the intention to to go fairly slowly. Um, But, yeah, and I just love that bike. But, um, yeah, unfortunately it got mixed. Well, it just wasn't meant to be that bike, right? (laughs) No, (laughs) apparently not. So then what did you do? Well, then I did a uh, an off-road skills course in Wales with a fantastic outfit, and it's probably one of the best in- investments I did uh, to get some some real sort of off-road experience. Uh, and I did that on the BMW G650 GS, which is what I'm riding now. Uh, and yeah, I really love the bike. It, it, it seems to be the right bike for me for this sort of trip. Um, I'm obviously not a very experienced rider, and I'm not a very technical rider, um, but this does for, for what I, I need to do. And um, I don't do a huge amount of off-road, and certainly nothing really technical, but it's, it's perfect for, for the person. So when you went to the, uh, what was that that you went to where you were like, 
uh, what was that called when you went to the? Uh, it's um, it's uh, an outfit in Wales called Offroad Skills, ah. and it's run. Yeah, it's run by um, an ex Dakar rider, Simon Pavey, and they're absolutely brilliant. So you spend a couple of days just in the mud, basically, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, trying to uh, gain some skills there. I also did a, an adventure maintenance course, which is designed around, you know, trying to get out of trouble if you have to fix the bike on the road or nice. overcome anything. So, yeah, really, really handy. I'm really glad I did that. Yeah. You really did your homework. You were getting prepared. It wasn't like you were just, you know, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go do this, and boom, you dropped everything and did it. You were really getting prepared. <laughs> Was that BMW yeah, bike the one you were riding when you were doing the the trip up in Wales? So, actually, I had to, I'd already bought that particular bike, and it turns out, I found out later that uh, the bike I own now used to be owned by that school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now that was meant so, to be. <laughs> well, Gabby, when we come back from the break, let's pick up right there. I want to talk to you more about where you are in Chile and, and how you even got started on the trip, you know, once you were ready to go. So thank you so Great. much to be with us today and talking to us from Chile. You're welcome. Randy, you're going to have to get your helmet and get back on your bike, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's giving me the fever. I think so. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. We're here with Gabby talking about motorcycles and big trips and just feeling that air, fresh air right in your hair. I love it. We'll be back right after the break. If you love to travel and imagine yourself walking through villages steeped in history, eating delicious foods, and taking pictures of everything around you, then you'll enjoy one of Small Footprint Travel's small group trips. You'll be transported into magical settings and experience the simple pleasures of Southeast Asia or Latin America, led by a professional photographer and a culinary guide from Thailand. Be sure to check out their upcoming trips to Cuba, Vietnam, and Cambodia. Cambodia. To find out more, visit their website, www.smallfootprinttravels.com. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract Engage and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office 
office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979 by Small Footprint Travels and Ola Carolina Magazine. And remember, visit the new Speaking of Travel website website and you'll find great travel information, links to podcasts, travel photos, and so much more. Just visit speakingoftravel.net. No passport required. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. So be sure you download that on your phone so you can listen when you're jogging or running or Uh, Maybe riding on your motorcycle, like my guest today, Gabby Christensen. Christensen, is that how you say it? Yes, that's right. All right. We're talking to Gabby today from Chile, which is, oh, boy, pretty far from here, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. So, Gabby, before the break, we were talking about how you were getting prepared to take this big trip. Once you were ready... Give us some idea of what it, what was going on. Like, were you living, did you own a house? Were you kind of settled in and getting ready to make a big transition that way as well? Uh, so, with my job, I have traveled around a lot, not, not in the world, but around the U.K. Um, I mostly flew regionally around the U.K., so I used to move around the U.K. a lot. Uh, so, I always felt like I was living out of a suitcase, and the last six years, um, I finally sort of settled, got a really nice flat, and and sort of, I felt I got a little bit stuck as well, uh, which helped me sort of move on and, and uh, do the trip. And um, so what were you, so what was the question again? Oh, just how you got started. Like, did you have to sell your flat? Oh, yes. So, um, yes, I had a really nice flat. I had lots of nice things and was settled and then decided to, to get rid of it all. So I um, gave up my flat, and then I moved in with a family, and I sold most of my belongings. I sent a few back to Denmark uh, and just saved every penny I could to, uh, to get ready, really, and sold the car. Everything went pretty much. So, yeah, wow. I, I pulled out the roof in England. You but, sure um, did. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, but it was with the intention also, I think, to, to try and move back to Denmark eventually. So uh, once I've done this trip, uh, I hopefully will go back and, and live in, in Denmark. And and that's where you were born and raised and where your family still is? Yes. Yes. All the family's still there. So what does your family think about you doing this trip? I mean, were they kind of like, uh, Gabby, what are you into? We're not sure we want you to be taking a big trip like this by yourself <laughs> on a motorcycle. My mom was a, yeah. yeah, my mom was a little bit cautious, uh, but everyone's been really encouraging, really. And, you know, I think it was my sister who said, well, who else would do it, you know, if, if not you? So. No, they've all been really supportive and, and encouraging. Have you always been kind of that, uh, I'm just going to go do it kind of girl? 
yeah, I guess to to a point. Um, yeah, like I, I wouldn't say impulsive, but yeah, if I set my mind on something, I, I usually take the, the necessary steps to, to try and, and realize it. Well, with this big trip, you really had to take a lot of steps. You had to really get your head around, you know, you knew you were going to do it. And then boom, 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 you just started to take the steps that were necessary to get to get going. How did you decide what you were going to carry with you? Oh, that's a, oh, that's a really hard question. Um, yeah, and it's, it took months to, to figure that out because really you're trying to prepare or plan for something or, that you don't know what you, it's big or known. Um, there is a lot of resources out there. Uh, there's a great adventure travel community that you can draw information from, but it, at the end of the day, you just don't know what you're going to need. Um, a little bit of trial and error and then... No, I, I just had to go with something. So um, I made a list. I had a spreadsheet. And then I just tried to tick as many things off as I could. Um, basically, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you what you're carrying with you now, because you have this. You're on this BMW bike that is. Uh, uh, it's not that big, right? No, it's a six fifty Um and what do I carry? Um, mainly probably a third of, of all the weight that I'm carrying is spare parts for the bike. Ah. Uh, thankfully, I, have, <laughs> yeah, I haven't really had to use any of them. And it's, there's always a big debate about, well, what should you carry and what should you carry? And I, I have to think about, well, what skills do I have? What, what can I do myself? And there's no point in carrying tools for, you know, the big big suspension issues or, you know, other huge issues that I wouldn't be able to handle anyway on the road. So I've taken basic stuff like, you know, um, spare uh, inner tubes and um, a a repair kit if I have a flat tire and spare oil sources and stuff stuff like that. And then a little bit of clothes. It's not a lot. You can live on very little. Uh, And it it takes up a lot of space. I mean, I've probably threw away... How a quarter of everything I brought uh, on day one or two because you just realize you, you're carrying too much. Um, and you can live with so little on the road. So. Uh, I have a few maps. I use paper maps. Uh, I'm, I don't, I'm not carrying the GPS uh, or anything like that. Um, and my laptop so I can update the blog. And, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yes, of course, I, I carry my tent. That's that's my home on the road. Ah, so as you're traveling, you're slipping out under the stars in a, in a tent, huh? Yes, where I can, anyway. Yes, yes, of course. So when you left London, how? Uh, tell us a little bit about that journey over to uh, Uruguay. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, so uh, they kept delaying the departure, uh, which I believe is, is quite normal cargo ship operators, they need to have their, their docking or parking, so to speak, sorted. So you, you, you're sort of just standing by to get get on the boat. And then finally the day arrived, and uh, I rode to the uh, harbour in Tilbury and got on. I was really nervous and excited, obviously, because I was just about to, to depart on this big trip. And, yeah, it was a fantastic experience. I mean, you're on a working ship with... Um, uh, on a cargo ship, and, and I had 12 
sorry, 11 other passengers on the ship. So I did have a little bit of company, but other than that, there's, there's nothing on there. There's no entertainment. There's no internet, no TV, no nothing. So it's basically you left your own devices, um, crossing, you know, the, the uh, Atlantic. And it was fantastic. It was really beautiful. But, uh, but it was tough as well. It felt like a, a prison at times. We were kind of stuck on there. How long were you on the boat? Uh, we were on for 35 days. Oh, my uh, We God. did a few, few stops in Africa, and we were allowed to go on land, which is nice for the day, at least. And then we did a few stops in Brazil. And unfortunately, we had to sail straight past Montevideo in Uruguay and go to Sarate in Argentina. So that was very frustrating. We set us on day 30, and we're sailing right past the, the port where you're supposed to get off. And then we stopped in Sarate for a few days and then returned to Montevideo. And everything is all very slow. It sails at about... 16 knots. Oh, my so God. Everything is <laughs> slow time. What a but transition. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I really enjoyed going slow. It was a very yeah. nice way to ease myself in the Yeah. And getting used to the idea of being away from home for a long time. I can definitely see that. Well, Gabby, when we come back from the break, let's talk more about what it was like when you first started, when you got off that ship, and boom, or room, room. <laughs> right? Yes. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here today okay. talking to us from Chile. Hey, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're talking to Gabby. She's over in Chile right now on her BMW motorcycle. I'm so jealous. So when we come back from the break, we'll pick up right there and talk to Gabby some more about her trip and where she's off to next. We'll be right back. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina Magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina Magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract, engage, and connect with Latino customers. 
If you love to travel and imagine yourself walking through villages steeped in history, eating delicious foods, and taking pictures of everything around you, then you'll enjoy one of Small Footprint Travel's small group trips. You'll be transported into magical settings and experience the simple pleasures of Southeast Asia or Latin America, led by a professional photographer and a culinary guide from Thailand. Be sure to check out their upcoming trips to Cuba, Vietnam, and Cambodia. To find out more, visit their website, www.smallfootprinttravels.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville, North Carolina home since 1979 by Small Footprint Travels and Ola Carolina Magazine. And remember, check out that new Speaking of Travel website. It's Speaking of Travel. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, I am having such a great time here with Gabby from speaking to us today from Chile. Uh, Gabby, my gosh, what a journey you've been on so far. (laughs) Yes, it's been fantastic. I've had such a good time. Oh, my gosh. Well, tell us about uh, you were on the boat before the break. We were talking about you were on this cargo ship for 35 days. So you get off. Tell us about that. Where did you get off and how did you get started? Okay. So getting off was scary, too, because now you've been on this ship for 35 days. Now, all of a sudden, I have to ride and stop, stop the ship. And so... Actually, getting into um, Uruguay, so we, we stopped in Uruguay, Montevideo. It was easy to, um, to get the timber import and um, getting basically stamped into the country. Everything was so easy, and uh, they made it very, very simple for us. Um, and, yeah, it was frightening starting up the, starting up the motorcycle and then riding out into to the town and thinking, well, where to next? So I went to the, um, I planned to stay at a, a hostel, and I stayed there for a few days just to, to get my my thoughts together and gather up the courage, and then um, I headed um, west initially, uh, and then started a little trip around Uruguay. Well, that sounds, that, so when was that? Tell us where, how long have you been on the road right now? Uh, so I have... Uh, Landed in Montevideo on the 5th of December. So I've been on the road for just over three months. Ago. Wow. And do you, did you know how to, do you speak Spanish? Do you speak other languages? Uh, <laughs> no. I did try to pick up a bit on the boat. Um, uh, and uh, I have, um, I have Spanish in school, so some very basic things, but no, I don't speak Spanish. So has um, the language been a, a barrier for you, or has it been okay? Not really. Obviously, I, I can't hold a, a conversation with someone, but I can I can get by. Uh, and people, even if you don't speak Spanish, if you try to mix it up with a bit of English and, and a bit of, you know, gesturing, you can always get your point across. 
So that hasn't been an issue at all, actually. And what about traveling solo as a woman? Have you felt in the three months, three plus months that you've been out and about? I mean, you're you're driving on a motorcycle by yourself uh, in some remote areas. Tell us a little bit about what that feels like, Gabby. Well, to me, what it feels like, um, well, actually, it's, people have had some sort of uh, judgments about it. Not here, but. Many people from back home who said, oh, you know, you've got to be on your own. Uh, you can get into trouble and you'll be very vulnerable. And to the point, uh, they're right in that I'll be vulnerable uh, because I'm on my own. So that also means that I meet more people. Uh, I'm forced to, to interact with the locals a little bit more. I have only met kindness so far. Uh, when I stop to get gas, for instance, people, they, you know, ask me 20 questions. Or they, they hug me on the spot and they think I'm very, they say, valiante. They think I'm very uh, uh, courageous. Um, but uh, obviously there's nothing too courageous about it. You, you put one foot in front of the other and, and, and go. But I haven't felt threatened or intimidated at all being uh, on my own as a woman in, in this, this part of the world at all. On the contrary, I've... I've it's so much kindness and, and help from strangers. That is so wonderful to hear. And, and it's certainly becoming a theme on speaking of travel uh, when I talk to people who are traveling, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, here in our own backyard or, or around the world, uh, that people are kind, you know, that overall people yes. are really kind. And, you know, we're given so much propaganda and so much fear mongering and, oh, my God, you know, other cultures are them versus us, and and it's so refreshing. Absolutely. Yeah, and at the end of the day, these people here are just trying to get on with their lives as, as we are, and um, no, that it's, it's been a really positive experience so far. I haven't felt so threatened at all. Well, give us an idea of of what it was, what it's been like up to now. Uh, as far as you're on the road, you're traveling about. You know, you're going from point A to point B to point C. Do you usually ride like for an all day or or half a day? Do you do you mix it up? How does that work? So before I um, went on the trip, I was planning it right down to, to a fine detail. And someone told me, don't do that. Just just go. So I'm planning on a day-to-day kind of basis. So that's what I'm doing. Um, so I get up. I have a rough idea where I want to go. Um, and I use a brilliant resource called ioverlander.com, which is an app uh, with a lot of information about um, where you can stay, where you can camp, where you can wild camp and border crossing information and so on. Uh, so I use that on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then I ride. It, it depends, obviously, where I want to get to. But it's usually a day um, between 200 and maybe up to 400 kilometers in one day, which is relatively fast. Other days, it's just 100K. Um, yeah, it, it totally depends on the day and the weather and my mood as well. Oh, boy, that just sounds so luxurious. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a real privilege. Well, how are you affording to do all of this, Gabby? Oh, yes, a million-dollar question. Um, well, I've just saved. I've saved up for it. I've sold most of my stuff. And, you know, I just try and 
you know, live with, you know, in a, in a manner that affords me to stay on the road for as long as possible, really. And there will come a point where I'll, I'll have to go back and, and do some work. But let's not think about that now. No, of course not. My goodness. <laughs> Plus, you're safe and sound there in somebody else's house for a while. <laughs> yes, I know. Free as well. I love it. So, Gabby, you you were talking about your blog. Is there a way that people can follow you, follow yes, your adventures? The blog, uh, the blog is called uh, com. And um, we're on Facebook, or they can people can find me under my name, Gabrielle Christensen. I'm more than welcome to get in touch. Yeah. Uh, we, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Yeah, no, we we have a YouTube channel as well, which is not that active at the moment, but I intend to pop some more videos on there soon. Uh, but yeah, VentureTheHorizon.com is the place. I love it. I've been following you for for a while now, Gabby, and I'll tell you what, it's there. For one thing, it's so great because you keep up so nicely, and and we. I feel like we're in real time with you. That this is what's happening, and this is where you are. You have wonderful photos, and it just. I love when you bring other people into your blogs too, and you say, "Oh, this is so and so," and you know. Yes. I love that. You've really been meeting some awesome people. Yes, I have. I have. Well, when we come back from the break, Gabby, I want to talk more about some of the people. We were talking about cultures and, uh, you know, just the kindness that you're seeing and and experiencing as you're traveling. And I'd like to kind of go into that a little bit deeper as well. Okay. That sounds great. Well, thank you again for being on the show. We're talking to Gabby Christensen. She's talking to us from Chile. Uh, She's on a motorcycle journey right now as we speak. Uh, She's got a, a lifestyle that I think any of us could definitely dream about. Well, thanks, Gabby. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be back right after the break. If you love to travel and imagine yourself walking through villages steeped in history, eating delicious foods, and taking pictures of everything around you, then you'll enjoy one of Small Footprint Travel's small group trips. You'll be transported into magical settings and experience the simple pleasures of Southeast Asia or Latin America, led by a professional photographer and a culinary guide from Thailand. Be sure to check out their upcoming trips to Cuba, Vietnam, and Cambodia. To find out more, visit their website, www.smallfootprinttravels.com. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in Western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. 
People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host. You're listening right here on News Radio 570, WWNC, and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. So if you're looking for a home or a farm or an apartment, a condo downtown in Asheville, you need to go to AppalachianRealty.com. You can find real estate right here in Western North Carolina. They've been doing it since 1979 by Small Footprint Travels and Ola Carolina Magazine. Hey, Randy, we're having some fun here with Gabby today, right? You bet. This is very, very interesting, Gabby. (laughs) So, Randy, do you drive a motorcycle? No. No, uh, you don't. A long time ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but not in... Chile. Come on, Randy. Get back on it. <laughs> Get back on it, Randy. That's what Gabby's saying. Well, Gabby, so you are three and a half, about three and a half months out now riding your BMW, and sounds like you're having quite an adventure. Yes, I am. I'm loving every moment of it. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's talk a little bit more about some of the people that you're meeting. You you did mention you were bringing all these spare parts with you just in case. And knock on wood, you haven't really had to, to use any. Have you had any kind of, um, I don't know, mishaps so far? No, not really. Um, BMW apparently did a recall on uh, this particular bike just after I'd left. Oh, no. And, uh, I, <laughs> and I found out about it the hard way. Uh, mm-hmm. It stopped one day. Uh, but it's it's a software issue. It's not something I can do anything about. It hasn't happened since. So until I get to the dealership to get that sorted, um, uh, I'll leave it. And it's been fine so far. So I'll just fingers crossed it's okay. But no, I haven't had any serious issues so far. Um, I've had to do a little bit of maintenance, a few oil changes and stuff. But no, it's been really good. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you made the right pick on that bike, right? I hope so. I hope so. So are you meeting other bike bikers or m- motorcycle people on the road? Yeah, all the time. You see them all the time. Uh, there seems to be quite a lot of bikers from Brazil um, but uh, and a lot of bikers generally from, from South America, Argentina and Chile as well. Um, and, yeah, uh, I, I meet them all the time. We sort of wave at each other. Um, and very cute seems to be the way where you all the place where you meet bikers uh, huddle up there and then you, you hear their stories. And um, another uh, type of people I, I see a lot of these bikers, and I can't believe how many there are. Them. And I, I'm just in awe of these people because these guys cycle, you know, similar lengths from Argentina to Alaska. Bicycle, can you imagine? 
Um, and they are just hardcore people. Hardcore, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm, I'm wondering, Gabby, when you get to a place and you start to settle in, not where you are now, house-sitting, but, but as you're traveling, are you, you're camping out, but are you also sometimes staying in a hostel or some other locale, local kind of people-to-people place? Yeah, so um, what I've done is I've stayed mainly in um, uh, official sort of campgrounds and wild camping. Wild camping is not that easy because you need to find a safe spot because you're on your own and you need to get away from the road. So it's a little bit more tricky. And then I've stayed in hostels. I haven't had the chance of doing a homestay just yet, but it's on the list and I do hope that uh, I get the opportunity. Well, you have so many opportunities. That's the thing is that it's kind of the sky's the limit, if you will. You can you can yeah, really uh, learn from the people who have gone ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of resources out there. So, uh, yeah, getting on with it and doing it. So tell us what countries have you been through so far? Uh, so I've started in uh, Uruguay, and then I crossed over to Buenos Aires and stayed. Actually, it's not true. I have stayed with some family in Buenos Aires. Uh, I stayed there for a few days, and then I crossed the Pampas uh, over to uh, Bariloche and then into Chile, and then made my way down to Ushuaia, which is back to Argentina, and uh, now back in Chile and moving northbound. And then the next phase is hopefully Bolivia and Peru. Wow. And then, so give us an idea of your whole kind of uh, goal here, your your end uh, kind of where you're going overall. Yeah. So the, the goalpost seems to move all the time because you see people who have, you know, done Argentina to Alaska and then they move on and then they end up, you know, doing the world and stuff. And you, you, you just can't help but dream that you would continue. But Originally, it is to go from Argentina to Alaska. Um, I have this small issue of crossing the Bering Gap, of course, between Colombia and Panama. Um, but um, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> Literally, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and let me ask you why you call your bike the Fox. Oh, oh well, it just kind of happened. Actually, it was the name for my first bike. She was red and long-legged, so to speak. And it just kind of stuck. It's just uh, my uh, my auntie, she made a little figurine of a fox, which I've put in the front, and it just um, creates a little bit of the curiosity amongst the locals. And, um, yeah, so it's just, it just stuck. It just stuck. I love it. And then, Gabby, are you still, are you doing some charity work as well as you're riding along? Yes. So um, I fundraise for a, a non-governmental organization called Compass Children uh, Charity. It's a U.K. charity. Um, they have some um, outreach programs in Central America and Mexico uh, for vulnerable street children. And if people are interested, they can check out their website, which is compasschildrenscharity.org.uk. Or there is a link on my support page. On VentureTheHorizon.com, which would be greatly appreciated. Oh, that would be that sounds really wonderful. And 
As you're as you've been traveling uh, and and raising money for the charity, what's it like when you see uh, the children there in the in the streets of the countries where you've been? It must be fabulous for you to uh, to be able to interact with uh, with all the people. Yeah, I certainly hope it will have have an impact um, down the line. Uh, I have been in the the so-called nicer part of South America so far. I mean, Argentina and Chile are quite wealthy, and um, it's it's a little bit like Europe here. Uh, I know it's going to get much different once I get into Bolivia and Peru and and certainly Central America. But, yeah, I look forward to to engaging with the people there. Yeah, that sounds really wonderful. So before we wrap up, Gabby, give us tell us again the um the link for you and the link for Compass Children's Charity. Okay, so my website is centerthehorizon.com and uh, the charity is compasschildrenscharity.org.uk. Well, that is you know, it just warms my heart, Gabby. So if you were giving some, just some simple tips to somebody who wanted to get started and and have a dream like this to make come true, what would be a little bit of advice that you would tell somebody getting started? Okay, so I asked this question to one of my great idols, Ted Simon, who's a motorcycle adventurer and the author of Jupiter's Travels. And I worded the question to him in a way that um, uh, something like, uh, well, if you could give yourself some advice the day before you're about to go on a big uh, adventure, what would you give? What kind of advice would you give yourself? And he said, get on with it. (laughs) Don't don't delay. Just get on with it. You're never going to feel 100% ready. It's it's important that you go. And um, obviously, it's bear in mind that it's your adventure. Make it about what you want and what you want to experience and, and yeah, make it happen. Just go. Just go. I love it. That could be your motto. Just go. Just go. <laughs> I have a, 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 there's a woman in Asheville. Uh, she's uh, she was a great woman, an icon here in Western North Carolina, uh, Laurie, and, and her motto was "Don't postpone joy." And it kind of goes along with "Just go," right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Gabby, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today. Randy, you are going to have to get on your bike here and get going. <laughs> it's yeah, tempting. Come on. It's tempting. <laughs> so, Gabby, Randy, and I might just come by and uh, pay you a visit sometime as you're driving up through. Central Central yes. South, South America there. <laughs> Check into a sidecar for it. <laughs> I loved yes. seeing when your auntie was there with you. That looked like a lot oh, of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gabby, let's touch base again as the summer goes on, and, and I'll have you back on the show so you can fill us in on where you are next. Yes. Well, hopefully I'll uh, be in North Carolina someday and I'll pop in. I hope so. That would be awesome. Okay. All right, Gabby, well, safe travels and just keep going. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. This is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Go out and have a great week. Just go. Go.